Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Sean Pendergast is on vacation. I've got John Harris in with me this morning. And John, Ian Rappaport has a report out about Jimmy Garoppolo and the team's interested. This Who? is what he has to say. Uh, Ian, Ian Garoppolo talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. Here's what he has to say. Jimmy Garoppolo, now that Derek Carr has signed with the New Orleans Saints, Garoppolo, the highest-profile free agent quarterback. Of course, Aaron Rodgers, potentially available, but not a free agent. Garoppolo is going to have some interested suitors. Expect the Las Vegas Raiders to at least take a look at him. What about the Houston Texans if they need someone to keep a seat warm for whatever rookie quarterback they draft? Same situation for the Carolina Panthers. Jimmy Garoppolo going to be fine. So uh, there's that, and then there was a more specific report by Jonathan Jones out of CBS who says that there's a push within the building with the Texans Ooh. to sign Jimmy Garoppolo and then still draft the quarterback with Garoppolo presumably being your bridge and mentor before whichever young quarterback comes of age. Um, I guess there's two questions here. One is how likely do you think that scenario is? And two, like what does what exactly is a push within the building? Like wow, how aggressive is a push, a suggestion, uh, the, a mention Nudge. of? What is that? Yeah. I don't know. I, I we got to find somebody in the building that would know. I mean, that's we got to sense the pushing. Yeah, I I don't know. Is there any kind of like oh. uh, like labor birth coaching going on there? Like push. <laughs> uh, yeah, I you know for those people, that, um, I'm joking. Uh, I am in the building almost every day, and I have not heard his name mentioned once. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm not in the air where his name has been floating around. Like the butterflies, like, oh, there's there's a butterfly and there's a mosquito and there's the name Garoppolo. I don't know. I haven't I haven't sensed that, but I see the logic of it. Absolutely. I yeah. Oh, voice crack. Uh, I absolutely see the logic in it. And I don't think it's terrible logic. I think the way as as long as the thing about the quarterback position, I'd like a short term answer and also have a long-term solution at the same time. If I have that, I feel like that's the optimum answer. I think Jimmy Garoppolo makes the Texans a better football team. 
don't think there's any question. But I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo can be your answer for three, four, five years down the road. I don't, I don't think that. I think he's got a certain ceiling. Now, I think his floor is a lot higher than other uh, potential candidates could be. But I don't know ultimately what that ceiling you know, could be. Yeah. So I do think there's got to be a situation where, yes, Jimmy comes in, but there is also um, there's a, a rookie quarterback that you're going to learn from. Now, the other one that I that I worry about a little bit, and I've got, I've brought this up, and I some people agree with me or not. The twenty twenty four class of quarterbacks is going to be outstanding. Caleb Williams, USC, Drake May, uh, and North Carolina. I don't know how people are going to feel about Spencer Rather, but he's got he's got first round ability. Um, this quarterback class coming in twenty twenty four: Michael Penix at Washington, Bo Nix, Oregon. Uh, Sam Hartman going to Notre Dame. J.J. McCarthy at Michigan, who, by the way, I know people think he runs. Dude, he made some throws in the TCU game that were number one overall type throws. Um, Jackson Dart at Ole Miss. Even Shadur Sanders, uh, Deion Sanders' son at Colorado. We'll see how he translates uh, over into the Big 12. And also West Columbia, West Columbia High School's own Cam Ward, who had a great year out at Washington State. It is a loaded class in 2024. I don't want to get in a situation where – we say, okay, Jimmy's our guy, so that means we don't draft a quarterback in 2023. Let's look at 2024. Yeah. I feel like if you bring Jimmy in, draft a rookie quarterback, and then you let that play out, and if you look at that and say, mm, it's not quite going the way you want, okay, well then 2024, you got ammunition to make a different transition at quarterback and look at those rookies in 2024. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that I, I I want to throw as much paint on the canvas as possible. So that means you got to draft one at twenty three, you got to draft one at twenty four, you got to draft one at twenty five. Find the right damn guy in the first round, the seventh round, or an undrafted free agent. I don't care. Just find the right guy. And if Jimmy helps you in that process get there, great. And the money is reasonable, then let's do it. Let's do it. But I again. I don't want it to be where Jimmy is, A, the solution for the next four or five years, or B, Jimmy is the solution in 2023. Don't draft anybody. Let's wait for 2024. I think we can kind of bridge the gap doing all the things we talked about. Bring in Jimmy. Let him mentor a young quarterback that you draft relatively high, potentially, and then see where that goes as you go on into 2024 and beyond. That's where I wonder, okay, if we're thinking a little bit outside the box here, Texans have 11 draft picks. That's a lot of draft picks yes. and a lot of thought that, okay, those are going to get either consolidated at some point into a fewer number of total players Correct. used um, or perhaps pushed off into the future. Like, what is that? What is it? What's the appetite right now if one of those first round picks turned into like a bevy of 2024 picks? Uh, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah, I, I would. I actually would get a little bit excited about that. Yeah. If, you know, it's like, okay, wow, you're really stockpiling for trying to add some more talent this year in this draft. And then you got, if you end up with three first round picks through a whole bunch of trading somehow in 2025 or 24, that, that could get really exciting. I just, I, I wonder what the fan base's appetite is for Well, it. bingo. And I know that the, the diehard fans that are out there, like, that, that understand things are saying, I mean, you can't do anything for aesthetics. You got to do things that make this team better. Yeah. For now and going forward. 
And so, but then there are some that are like, you know, we didn't have first round picks for like three out of four years. I want first round picks. I want yeah. to know who the names are. I don't want to keep pushing off, you know, the benefit on into the future. I want my money now. Give me. Yeah, I, I want yeah. money now. Give, I mean, we we have the opportunity. Give me my money now. So I, I so I understand both approaches, but I mean, I I'd be I'd be disingenuous to say we've not felt we we felt the effects of the fans over the last you know couple of years. And you know, you draft a quarterback. That's going to be one way that you can kind of get you know some fans excited about what this team can do. So I kind of see all sides of this thing, Seth. Um, I think there are some ways you could screw it up, of course. Any team could do that. But I feel like there are some, at least some good options uh, for the Texans at that quarterback position that there isn't just one way to go about it. you got to have this guy. What I want the Texans to be able to have, and I think they do, is they've got a pretty good idea about how they're going to attack this in the short term and the long term with what's available in free agency, through a trade, and through the draft at that quarterback position. Yeah, yeah, that's um, I the one intriguing part is okay. You want to maximize the amount of time you have your rookie quarterback on his rookie contract, yes. and then you can make the argument for either okay, let's build the team up as much as possible this year, so that when you have a rookie next year, and especially if he's an athletic guy that can run and use his feet some as a rookie to have some success, you know, like Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was just athletic enough on that roster that he he made some good plays with his feet. He bought some time. Yep. He made some incredible throws. Um, but that's because that, that roster was already good. I, I could go there. Um, speaking of Ian Rappaport, I, look, I don't play Madden. And um, I don't – like, I've, I've, I watch guys play Madden. But the, the part that ruffled some feathers I saw earlier this week was there's speculation that Ian Rappaport might be on Madden now doing some of the voiceover stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I've got no issue with that, but I also don't play Madden. Does it, does it strike you as strange or odd that Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefters and uh, people of this have become guys that used to be just newsbreakers or now become a, be, become a major part of the voice of the NFL? I mean, at this time of year, actually through all, throughout the year. Yeah. Like, if I want to know what's happened in the NFL, I, those are the guys I, I go to. I want to see. I mean, I want to... Hey, they're gonna they're gonna break the news to me. Yeah, there there are sometimes with those two when they go into the opinion business, or I'm like, no, 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 no. You break news. You want to get into the analysis opinion business, then go ahead. But when they merge breaking news with their opinions on things, that's when I'm like, no, no, no. But when they break news, like I mean, they're as they're as good as it gets. So I I have no problem with it. I mean, I don't play yeah. Madden. I wish I did, but I don't play Madden anymore. But if they were in a game, I think it'd be cool. Still yeah, as many yeah. NFL elements, and they're they're a big part of the NFL. They really are. It's become that way. I know journalistic, uh, they're not journalists anymore. So people, I think uh, journalists kind of wring their hands over the fact that Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter are just out there, just brazenly putting out a press release with yes. whichever report that they give that it's, it gets a little tiresome. I get sick of it because I don't like, I don't need Ian Rappaport to report some signing and then also mention what an awesome dude the guy yeah, is, right. you know, exactly. or how incredible <laughs> right. a move it was by the general manager to get this deal done in time. Right. All right, great. Just tell us who your source is instead of this. Uh, you don't have to tell us, say nice things about him. Um, okay. couple listeners. 
Uh, one says, Seth, I hate trading picks for next year. I'm in my 60s, and I can't keep waiting for next year. There is, you know what? I, I do appreciate that element yes. of the older sports fan. It's that usually you think, okay, as you get older, you get a little bit more patient in, in a lot of ways. But, yeah, as a sports fan, you're like, all right, dude, I've been waiting however many decades for this. I, I don't need to be patient any longer. Remember, Ralph Wilson got to be like that in his later years with the Bills. Yep. He just flat out said, I'm not, I don't have any, so many years left. I'm not, I'm not messing around during one of their aggressive uh, stints that he had before they sold the team. You know, Seth, I, I think about that a lot. I really yeah. do. I'm like, you know, now that I'm, I'll, I'll turn 51 at the end of this month, and I'm, I'm like, man, I, I want nothing more than to see my organization win a Super Bowl. Like, I want nothing more. I mean, obviously, I work for that organization, too. I want nothing more than to see that that happen. Yeah. And so, to the texter's point, I, I I kind of agree. I'm like, let's get this thing going, man. <laughs> yeah. Let's, no, let's, I, but I also understand that being, being patient can yield even bigger results. And I, I can I can see that side of it too. But yeah, there's a part of me that goes, man. I mean, I'm getting up in years now. I can't think about next year. I kind of want to see things move along because, dang, man, I, I you know, am I going to be here five to seven years from now when this thing gets gets built? And I think about that with general managers and head coaches all the time when they trade future picks. Do they even get to make those picks? Right, right. Because they're it, gone. They've lost their job. Yeah, and um, and I guess that's the hard part too. It's whenever you see new regimes coming in, it's the same story every time. You know, you get people preach patience. That's how. That's what nobody. People didn't have faith in the Astros in 2014. There, you yeah. know, there were people, even people who appreciated the process, generally didn't, you know, believe 100 percent that the Astros knew what they were doing. And that's when you're in an outright tank. Yeah. It's hard to trust somebody. That's why. That's why they you know, bailed midway with the 76ers because at some point people start getting antsy for this thing to actually turn around at some point. Yeah. So, yeah, I get that uh, 100%. And I do feel, even though it's been under weird circumstances, it is Casario's third year, you know? Yeah. And, and those these first two years with a hodgepodge of different coaches and front office people and everything else – that's all been part of that reset to get to the point where you're going to be aggressive right now. Yeah. And I don't, I don't need to keep stockpiling on forever, you know, for some future that might never come. This yeah. is the third year. And absolutely. And I think you, I find myself, you know, you've got those mock draft simulators that you can do. Like PFF yeah. has got one, PFN's got one. And so I do those all the time. And every now and again, I just, okay, well, how many future picks can I pick up? And then I'm like, Am I going to be around and make those picks or see what those picks do? You got to get to a point where, okay, you've got all this, this capital. What, what do you end up doing with it? The picks have to turn into players. And Nick has said that too. Nick has said yeah. that often. He's like, yeah, these, these assets eventually have to turn into players. When, how, and who determine whether you can end up winning a championship and seeing what it turns into. But I do think there's also, and can be, reticence in some sense you know we've been building it with all these draft picks once you put a name on the card then that puts you as the decision maker right there right squarely in the forefront 
did we make the right picks? Did we build this the right way? Yeah. And, and you know, once you, when you're in that mode of, well, we've been building it this way, then when you put pen to paper of this is who we've actually picked with those picks, and that's what made the, Jer- the Jimmy Johnson trade way back when with Herschel Walker. It wasn't so much that they got all those picks. It's the fact that they went and got Emmett Smith, uh, and they got uh, Woodson the safety, Darren Woodson the safety, and right. they got Robert Smith the linebacker, that they took those picks and then maximized the – the full lot of them to get the right players. And that is what hopefully uh, Nick Casario and the staff will end up doing is maximizing all these picks that turn into big time players that turn his team into a, a championship organization. Well, yeah, that was, um, you know, the RG three trade infamously it, it yielded nothing for the Rams. Right. The Rams got this right. boatload of picks. Um, kind of like trade when we traded a wide receiver here by the name. Um, uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, nobody, and they were all out of the league within within a few years. Aaron Donald wasn't one of those guys that right. they drafted Correct. with the, with those picks. So um, that's, the, that's the cautionary tale. I always I keep forgetting to ask Nick about Danny Ainge with the, the Celtics. Because Danny Ainge got to the... He, was, he became the GM, I think, in 2004. And, you know, he became notorious for just stockpiling uh, <laughs> picks after picks after picks. Right. And people would get agitated with it. But uh, so, so Nick, I'm sure, saw that, you know, and analyzed it himself and thought about it over time. Like, what did he think about that at the point? Like, as a, as a, as a front office person, when you're watching that, you got to watch it probably with a lot of uh, eager anticipation to see exactly what they're going to do with it. Yeah. But I I don't think he wants to be not not that it would be an insult to be Danny Ainge, but I don't think that's necessarily where he wants to go with it. Yeah, you're right. And then Danny Ainge turned, I think, all those picks into uh, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and he already had Paul Pierce. So he did he did that eventually. So I give it to, I give it to him. He, t- he eventually took all those picks and was like, Yeah, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna create a big three. And it was did. after, yeah, yeah. I mean, he went through. Damn a you, Danny cy- Ainge, for doing it yeah. too. <laughs> he went through a couple cycles of it. Uh, who should the Texans? be targeting in free agency, which, uh, which, which opens very quickly here. ESPN has a suggestion, and frankly, I, I could not be more unimpressed with this suggestion. We'll chat about that next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. John Pendergast is on vacation, so we've got John Harris in this morning. And John... Um, Free agency opens March 15th. It's about a week from today. Yeah. And what is today? Today is March 9th. And to oh, that point, less 11, than a week from today. 11 a.m. Monday, yeah. legal tampering, which feels Ooh. like the biggest oxymoron there ever was. Legal tampering. Like yeah, well, it is. It's not like tampering by definition is against the rules. So legal tampering is just more. It's a, it's a fun little thing that Florio loves to say because he loves to flout his his legal background. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I think Mike Florio coined that term, and he won't <laughs> he won't allow it to die. So it's and it's fun. It would be fun if it weren't for Florio inventing it. So the legal tampering, <laughs> at which point the Texans will try to tamp that ass of various <laughs> various potential free agents. Um, Put that on a T-shirt. ESPN, ESPN. And I think Aaron Shant specifically, a guy I like from Football Outsiders, suggested various free agency targets that every team should go after. I got to tell you, I like Aaron typically. I'm underwhelmed by his suggestion. And I, I feel like this is a little bit of people thinking that, like, oh, the Texans don't have a real crack at one of these name brand guys. So I'll just go ahead and suggest to him DJ Chark. And who uh, had a good year this last year, but there's a little too much of the – it's just like this, this old, potentially disappointing draft pick from the AFC South – whether it be a Chris Conley that comes to Houston <laughs> or, or something else that I just and, – and DJ Chark was a guy that when he was with Jacksonville, I, I thought, like, boy, this guy might end up being something. He never quite did be something. Yeah. So I don't – I'm not in the mood right now. I'd rather draft a wide receiver than sign a guy like DJ Chark as a wide receiver. I'd, like, I'd rather go after a premier dude than just a, a solid veteran at this point. So – here, so I, I did actually my breakdowns on wide receivers for Houston yeah. Texans. You can see it at HoustonTexans.com. I've been doing position breakdowns where I say, here's what they have. Here, got, here are their uh, contracted players. Here are the guys that were on the team last year, but they're unrestricted free agents. Here are the reserve list guys. Here are some free agents that can make sense. Here are the rookies that can make sense. I struggled to find a handful of guys because I just don't think throwing money at the wide receiver position is good business. Yeah. I really don't. Right. I really right. don't. Unless it's really worth it's like I would rather throw AJ Brown money at the situation yeah, yeah. if I had a rookie quarterback. Right. Because like yeah, that's what I need at this point. I either need a young guy that could become the guy an AJ Brown type or at least I'll take a little less than AJ Brown. I'm right. not greedy. Um right. or or like that yeah if you pay a guy, then make sure he's damn well worth it. But right now, 
I yeah, I, I need to be hitting for home runs. And um and, and I just don't think that DJ Chark is that guy. The, the one a guy I saw mentioned that you and I chatted about off air a little bit earlier on. Um this is who Aaron suggests the Browns should go after because Jim Schwartz is their coordinator. And this is where there's a, a tie-in with the Texans defensive coordinator, Matt Burke. Um, Javon Hargrave, no. the defensive tackle so, out of Philadelphia. So yesterday when Matt Burke was at the mic and he mentioned going to Philadelphia in 2020, immediately my ears just went boom. like Yeah. And I'm, I'm sitting there. And I mean – as the people say, literally, no, I'm literally in my, on my hands going, 20, 21, 22. I'm counting on my fingers how long Javon Hargrave had been in Philly and did Matt Burke yeah. coach Javon Hargrave at, in Philly? Because to me, I'll pay money there. I'll pay money on an interior defense lineman. Oh, by the way, Javon Hargrave had three sacks against the Texans on Thursday night. The Texans only gave up three sacks in that game against the Eagles. He had all three of them. And he was a game wrecker. All year for the Eagles. He's been that way even with the Steelers. I would take it. That's where I would throw some money if I was going to do it. I just look at yeah. I look at wide receiver, and there's just so many. And Seth, to my point, here are the three free agents that I brought up in my article. One, Jacoby Myers, only because everybody brings him up. So I'll just throw it out there. Paris Campbell with the Colts. Now, even though he's been in the league four years, there's no tread off the tire. He's only played uh, he's only played 15 games in four years. Yeah. And then I brought up Mac Hollins from the Raiders. None of those guys would be a number one in any way, shape, or form. I do think they'll find their number one, whether it's this draft or the next draft. I think they'll find a number one bona fide. If Nico doesn't become that guy, they can find that guy. But I listed three guys in free agents for the draft. Then I went to the sense I put JH Crush list, rookies by Texans draft selections that make sense. So I took each draft selection, and then I slotted in rookies that I felt like they could take there. At 12th overall, Quentin Johnston, Jordan Addison, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Zay Flowers, Jalen Hyatt. Second round, 33 overall, Josh Downs, North Carolina. Third round, Marvin Mims, Tank Dell at 65. Third round, Rasheed Rice, SMU, CJ Johnson, East Carolina. 103rd overall, I've got like eight names. 136, I've got like six names. My point being... I think you've got a better opportunity at that position across the league, in large part because this is a free agent class that just is so underwhelming in the NFL. So underwhelming. And I don't think the receiver draft class is tremendous, but it's got a lot of depth. It's got a ton yeah. of depth, and I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah, that's our um, – and I, I'm right with you on that. As far as Burke, the defensive coordinator, and his experience with Javon Hargrave, uh, when – it was first announced that the Texans had hired him. I went and looked for old interviews, and one of them was an interview he did with the Eagles when he talked about bringing Javon Hargrave in because Hargrave had been a defensive lineman with the Steelers where it was more gap control, more read and react right. versus what they like to do now here with the Texans or what they were doing with Philadelphia at the time, which is just let him get up and go. So Burke kind of oversaw Hargrave's transformation into the guy that he is right now. So I think that I would imagine that Hargrave has fond memories of Burke just because he became the guy that's about to get paid a boatload of money as a free agent uh, working under Burke. So I, I would uh, 100% think that that was money well spent. The other, um, the other position that I'd love to see the Texans upgrade 
is it their center or guard? And the uh, Ethan Pochick, is it Pochick or Pochick, however you pronounce his name, uh, the center. Posick. He's Posick. He's, he is suggested as a free agency option to go back to Seattle. He was originally drafted as a second-round pick by Seattle. This is, a, this is the issue I have with that. I've got a little bit of PTSD over the fact that Justin Britt was a former Seattle center <laughs> with an injury history because Posick had an injury history with Seattle, had a breakout year with Cleveland um, last year, and now all of a sudden is potentially the best center on the board. I don't. I just. I got to get over that part of it, but the the injury part I think is real and valid. We just had, you know, Justin Britt. Probably would have been okay if it weren't for the fact that he was perpetually banged up. And I worry that Posick might have that same issue. Yeah, I think with centers, this is uh, – I'm kind of stuck on center. And this is why I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans do look at a center, even at number 33. Because, A, I don't think this is a great – even – I mean, if, if Posick is the, the best center of the free agent class, uh, that doesn't tell you a whole lot about this free agent class – the, the draft class isn't tremendous either. I feel like there are maybe three or four guys throughout probably the second through fifth round where I'd be like, yeah, yeah, okay. Like I like John Michael Schmitz from out of Minnesota. Uh, I like him. Olu, Oluwatimi from out of Michigan. I don't have him in the hundred, but but I like I like him. I'd be fine with him. So I just but that's there's not many. Yeah. And so I'm not totally sure what to really do at center. Now, there was, there was I think, Aaron Wilson reported yesterday bringing back Scott Quisenberry, but they have to be doing that as far as depth goes because they can't, in all honesty, they can't go back into the season with Scott as a full-time starter. They've got to, I mean, they've got to upgrade the position. And Scott being part of the depth, sure, but they've got to upgrade it. And I just, this is where I'm stuck because I don't like the free agents a ton at all. Ugh. I like a few, <laughs> I like a few of the center's, that I could draft, and here's the other one that you might have to consider, and that is, is there a guy at tackle or guard that you think could be a center that you could teach to end up playing that position? I feel like they should have done that with Max Sharping a long time ago, but be that as it may, I feel like they could do that with somebody as well. That could be another option. I just uh, I don't love the free agent centers, but there are a couple. Like Garrett Bradbury would be interesting. I love his wrestling background. Um, and by the way, You've talked about this before, Seth. I ran into um, uh, Andrews. Andrews, the center at Troy. And he was talking to Lance Erlon, my buddy, and I rolled up and I said to him, how long have you been wrestling? And he just went, well, I started back when I was in like sixth grade or whatever. And Lance looked at me like, you can tell? I'm like, yeah, you can tell. You can absolutely <laughs> tell the centers that have wrestled for yeah, sure. Yeah, they can um, use their hips and leverage yo, and Oh, God, it's amazing yeah. to watch and and how they go about, you know, run block, pass block, all that kind of stuff. So center, uh, I so I wouldn't be surprised to see them do something early with the center in the draft in particular to make sure they got the best option to play that position. Yeah, um, there is potentially going to be some movement with Aaron Rodgers to the Jets very, very soon. All the tea leaves are pointing in that direction. With one, like, frankly, I don't get astounded by stats or, or gambling odds all that often. But the odds for the Jets for this one particular event have skyrocketed, which shows a lot of faith in both Aaron Rodgers as a player and Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. That's coming up next. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Um, <laughs> Sean Pendergast is out, so we've got uh, <laughs> we've got John Harrison. I was just I was just answering a question from one of our texters. I'm not laughing at the question; it's a valid question and one that people often have. Um, but the answer is very very easy. Somebody asked, "Why can't our deep snapper play center?" And <laughs> the answer is that. And we're laughing because it's the thought of John Weeks playing center. I'm not laughing at the question. I'm laughing at John Weeks is five foot ten, two hundred and forty-two pounds. So like it's uh, John Weeks. He's not. He's not gonna. He's probably maybe at one point. They, a lot of times, uh, long snappers are listed as tight ends because yeah. maybe that's what they'll play in an emergency or something. But John's definitely not uh, NFL center size. Yeah, John would tell you that same thing too. John would have probably yeah. probably saw that text and would have laughed as well. But it is. I mean, you you see it. You see it happen a lot in high school. You know, your center is typically your long snapper. But once you get to a specialized, when you get to the NFL, it's all specialized. And those guys, I mean, Weeks is, he's unbelievable. And I'll tell you this, there are a lot of centers that I've known over the years, they didn't want anything to do with long snapping. Not oh, a yeah. damn thing to do with long snapping. Boy, it's a whole lot of, um, it's like playing cornerback, but without the salary or glory of an interception or anything. Yes. Like you get, you really get noticed when things go wrong yes. <laughs> and, like, and, and you have to be almost perfect for there never to be. I, the last time I played long snapper, well, I actually did it. 
I did it a couple times in college. I did it once in the NFL in an emergency PAT situation. But the worst time that I'll never forget was my junior year in high school where I heavily contributed to a loss in a football game because I sailed it over the punter's head. Oh, gosh. You know, and it was an easy touchdown for the other team. And you're like, that's, that's it. That's all I'm going to think about for the next three months. Awesome. <laughs> you know, because we lost to Newark because I, <laughs> sailed it over the, because I sailed it over the punter's head. I was the backup long snapper in high school. Yeah. And I, that's wanted, I wanted nothing. I, w- I was the backup it, long it, snapper and the yeah. backup kicker, and I was the full-time holder. And so I would botch snaps on purpose. Sorry, coach. I would botch snaps on purpose because I wanted no part of it. And then my dad wasn't, he was the sophomore team defense coordinator. And so he would, he would ask me like, man, that snap was bad. I'm like, oh yeah, sorry. Uh, Yeah. I didn't quite Ted Johnson, uh, you know, tank my Bengals uh, workout sort of thing. But I absolutely tanked that long. I did not want any part of being a long snapper. I, None. I worked at it. I used to take the net home like to get because I was the high school long snapper, and I didn't want to repeat that situation. So I worked at it a lot. But when I got to college and I was the backup long snapper, I realized that that's even worse being the backup long snapper because then the prospect is always looming. Yes. And yet, and yet, and, and you have zero confidence that you'd be able to do it when you go in there because you haven't done it in hardly forever. <laughs> yeah. But like every single time, so the, the, the long snapper gets injured, uh, it's, it's there, it's potential. But um, so as we talked about going into the break, by the way, Sean Pendergast out on vacation. John Harrison for him. We'll have Landry Locker on in a second for the toss. But the prospects of Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. Diana Rossini of ESPN reported that the Jets feel very good after their meeting of Robert Sala and Woody Johnson, the owner. And uh, who else went with them? Oh, uh, the offensive coordinator there. Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett went out to meet him. They feel very confident in signing him. The odds boards have... The Jets have rocketed up the Super Bowl odds boards. As of right now, the Jets are the seventh favored team to win the Super Bowl next season. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're at plus 1,800 after they had been like 40 or 50 to 1 earlier in the week. So it seems like the, the vast majority of bets on the futures market right now are on the Jets. I, I guess we're now in that territory where I'm going to be more surprised if Aaron Rodgers doesn't go to the Jets. Yeah. What if the Jets win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers? What are you What are you thinking about? I mean, in Green Bay, if he were to do that, he would have won one Super Bowl with the Packers and one with the Jets. I mean, how would you feel as a Packers fan? I mean, it happened with Favre, yeah. too. Favre yeah. won one Super Bowl with the Packers. I mean, at least the Buccaneers, when they lost Tom, they had six rings that they could you know, fall asleep at night knowing that Brady got them those. He got one ring. Each one of them got one ring before they both went to the Jets. And keep Jed Sturger away from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. If that's, you know who Jed um, Sturger is, you just laughed at that. So that's you know uh, yeah, no, I, yeah. Um I don't think Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers, you have to more worry about the uh, cornucopia of uh psychedelics that are becoming legal Ooh. in the city of uh, in, in the state of New York right now. Mm. Um like his ayahuasca experience. I think in New York they're very close to being able to have that experience uh legally, which which personally I am all for. There's a lot of good research behind it. But anyway, um the uh I I think the fact that Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre had, you know, quote unquote, only won one Super Bowl between the two of them. 
it, it's a good cautionary tale on just like how hard it is to win a Super Bowl, yes. and it also maybe maybe be careful sometimes in being overly critical of GMs or coaches for not getting you all the way there. There are a lot of there are a lot of coaches who are really good who haven't quite gotten there, you know, and and they it, whether it's Marv Levy or anybody else. Well, Andy Reid. With yeah. with the Eagles, you know, like forever, Andy Reid must just not be all that great of a head coach. Well, it turns out, all right, there's yeah. a difference doing it with Pat Mahomes and doing it with any of those other <laughs> yeah. guys. Just a little, just a little bit of a difference doing it with Mahomes. Yeah, absolutely. It, I guess the other one would be if Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl with the Jets. I think that's a team. That's a roster that's very intriguing, um, and yet. I, I like. I wouldn't say that they're right there. They have some good young talent. They have a good defense. That's a big part of it. Yeah. Like, would it? Should the Texans have made a push, and would it even been feasible? Would it have been anything that Rodgers would have even sniffed if, um, if like if they had gone after him? I don't know. Brandon, well, you know, Travis, got, Brandon, John- got- Travis Johnson will tell you that um, they Texas could have had Aaron Rodgers all along instead of him. Oh, that's, yeah, that's right. He's very open. Could have just that. started this have, whole thing back in 2005. We do have Brandon Scott on for Crosstalk, brought to you by DNM Leasing. It's a DNM Leasing Crosstalk. Brandon, uh, is there? Am I am I talking cuckoo talk to think that the Texans ever should have been or viably could have been in an Aaron Rodgers discussion? Yes, that that sounds okay. that sounds just checking. Cool. I, could, I could not. <laughs> I cannot imagine a scenario where that was. An ever actual, in play, an actual scenario, or ever in play. You don't think Bill just, O'Brien tried to pull that off at some point? No, I'm just bracing <laughs> myself. He looked at me like I had four heads. When I said that. I said that in jest. I said that in jest. Just don't look at me like that, Landry. I said it in jest. B- Bill O'Brien left with the impression that he didn't enjoy good things. Like he didn't like to have good things. That was that's true. That was one of my main takeaways from Bill O'Brien. By the time he was gone, so that, that, you know, he's like an like Amish here. Yeah, it was like I, I felt like he was Amish, where he felt like uh, he had to do more with right. less. Like he just wanted. He felt like if uh, having somebody like a DeAndre Hopkins or anybody like that was just uh, that's something that less pious people do. Yeah, Landry, what's um, what's on the schedule today? Uh, we got a lot. I, I thought there there was. Yesterday, it wasn't bad. It was actually kind of refreshing because usually it was more frustrating headline porn. But I, I think Bobby Slowick might have got more headline porn than anyone that I've seen in a long time uh, in his oh. press conference yesterday. Really? You, oh, you're talking about so people took some of the things he said and twisted it into more perhaps headline worthy stuff than it actually was. I mean, he, he, he basically said, we look at every free agent, Jimmy G's a free agent. So of course he's part of the process and the headlines everywhere from Tyler to NFL.com where Bobby Slowick says Texans looking hard at Jimmy Garoppolo. Like yeah. it was like five different things. And I was like, when, he clearly said we evaluate free agents. He's a free agent. Bobby so he's part Slowick of the process. desperately when, wants right, Jimmy Garoppolo. He was specifically asked about Jimmy Garoppolo. So when he asks it, people when he answers the question, people act like he brought it up out of thin air. Yes, it, it was like Bryce Young at the combine. Someone asked him, and and it's cool, but they just asked him, "Hey, what would it be like to play with John Mechie and Christian Harris?" He goes, "Oh, I love those guys. You know, it's always yeah. cool." And then the headline is. Bryce Young says he would love to reunite with John Mechie and, and Christian Harris. And the, I swear to God, the, the headline porn that came out at Combine was just, it was just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, these prospects, they answered two, it was funny, there would be two questions. Hey, did you, did you meet with this team? Did you meet with this team? I mean, 
I, I just was They like, meet with everybody. Yeah, exactly. I was like, they meet with everybody. Knock it off. It, and it if they don't meet with them now, they're going to meet with them at their pro, at their pro day. Right. Listen, yeah. listen, as a rising headline porn star myself, I can sympathize <laughs> with the struggle. I understand what they are trying to accomplish. But, yes, it does sometimes get out of hand. Yeah. yeah. You know what it is, though? It's, it, the frustrating thing is the headline porn is one thing. It's when people in our own industry don't realize it. Because I, <laughs> I, yes. still, I still hear people talk about how, well, hey, Deshaun Watson flat out said he wanted Eric Bieniemy. I'm like, no. <laughs> he said, somebody asked him a question about Eric Bieniemy, and he said, yeah, he seems like a good coordinator. And that's turned into that Deshaun Watson was clamoring for Eric Bieniemy. Headline, that was one of the reasons. Headline porn is an art, is an art and not everyone is an artist. Yeah, it's just like That's porn the best itself. Way to put it, B. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, uh, everybody, stick around for in the loop. Landry does the headline porn stuff extremely well. He is an artist of that genre, and uh, very much appreciate you coming in, John. And uh, have a great weekend. We're gonna have Sean Bajani in tomorrow. What does Sean always say at the end? Have a good day, everybody. He's pretty thick downstairs. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.